Looking forward to sharing this word with you this morning. I know it's a word from the Lord. And uh, I know that he's, uh, he's been preparing us for it. Amen. You know that this, uh, this journey that we're on isn't, isn't a sprint race. It's, it's a marathon. But there's a finish line. And the finish line is good. Amen. And I just love how the Lord just builds upon things week to week. And, and he knows what we need. Amen. He knows what we need. He knows what we need to hear. He knows what adjustments need to be made. And the adjustments that he makes in our lives are, are all for one purpose. And that's for us to come into greater revelation and, and a greater sense of knowing who we are in him. Amen. That's why he does the, the things that he does. That's why he, he, he takes us on the journeys that he takes us on. So that we encounter him in greater ways. And, you know, and the, and the Chad Debman meanings that, that are coming up. Now that's all a part of God's plan for our life. So that we experience him more and in greater ways. Now, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? When if, you're, if you're a Christian, you should, you should want to experience God more. There's no limit to what he has to give. Amen? So um, we're going to be speaking this morning on um, stuff that we've heard. I believe we've heard before. We hear it again. But as I said, it's this journey that we're on. And he needs us to know who we are. And so I want to speak on new creation realities. Is this okay? Before we do that, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time that we have here this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence in this place, Lord. We acknowledge you, Lord. Lead us, Father God, in the direction that you want us to go so that we hear you, hear you clearer, we see you clearer, we experience you in greater measures, Lord. Father, I come against any distraction in this house this morning, Lord. Any concerns, any worries, Father God, that, that will draw people away from you just come against those things in jesus name we fix our eyes and attention on you this morning amen amen so let's go to one thessalonians one thessalonians chapter five we're starting at verse 23 um this is the uh modern english version i don't think the guys have it so you just put up just put up the uh what is it, the NL, NLT, that'll do. But I'll read it from this version. It says, May the very God of peace sanctify you completely. And I pray to God that your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24 says this, Faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. Someone say he will do it. See, he's done a work in us. Amen. He's done a work in us. Now, who, who's ever um, done renovations before? A few people? Ever done like gardening or landscaping or anything like that? I know there's some people at the back doing some renovations at the moment. Probably thinking about the renovations. <laughs> but uh, who knows that, 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 that it takes time to create new spaces? It takes time and effort to, to create things. You know, I even think of like with Josh... In his garden, it's a big garden. 
Um, anyone seen his photos of his gardens on, on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that? If you don't, follow him at joshuahalls.com. But um, he's got, he puts his, his garden shots up and, and they're beautiful, but it takes work for that, that, that creation to come into existence, to, to come into place. All right? and, and it's like this. Josh does all the work, but Brooke reaps all the benefits. Does anyone, anyone can <laughs> relate to that? You know, I know that doing renovations generally takes work and, and, and people, they, they reap the benefits of it, right? And the point of this is to, think, is to say this, is that we can't depend on our own holiness. This scripture here says that, May the very God of peace sanctify you completely. And I pray to God that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you. See, it's he who did the work. It's Jesus that did the work. Okay? He's the one that does the work. So we can't trust in or put faith in our own holiness. Amen? If this is what we're trying to do, we're actually forgetting, if you like, or, or ignoring the work of the cross. We're actually not acknowledging what Jesus did for us, the work that he did so we could reap the benefits. Amen? So that, that moment you put your faith in Jesus... That very moment, that very time that you said yes to him and started trusting in him, you reap the benefits of that work that he did on the cross. And oh, what a work. It's much better than any renovations we'll ever do. Amen? Come on. See, it's like this. It's in Jesus that we are seen. It's in him. Someone say it's in him. That we are seen and it's in, actually in Jesus that we need to see our world. So I'm talking about the, the, the realities of becoming a new creation this morning. And it's good news. Okay? Because what happens is, is that we, we quite often get too distracted by what's going on in the world and not get a real understanding, a real revelation of what it is we actually carry on the inside of us and the change that has occurred there because of the work of Jesus. We all need to hear this this morning. Amen? Come on. Who knows that Jesus loves them? Do you know that that isn't good enough? You might go, oh my gosh, what does he mean? It's very important that you know that Jesus loves you. Don't get me wrong. But there's more. See, he, he, he doesn't just want us... To know that he loves us, he wants us to experience his love for us. And they're two very different things. They're two very different things. He wants us to experience the love that he has for us. And that comes through faith. That comes through faith. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 17 says, this means 
that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are a new person. In other translations, it says new creation. Okay? But anyone that belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone. Someone needs to say hallelujah to that. Isn't that good news? The old life is gone and new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. You know, sometimes we can read that, like in, read that, that scripture. I mean, everyone knows, I mean, I wouldn't know if everyone knows, but most people would know this scripture, okay? New creation. We're a new creation. And, you know, and the old life is gone and, you know, it says there, a new life has begun. But quite often we can read that scripture in like past tense. In that, you know, we, we can read that scripture, you know, like when we were saved 35 years ago, you know, that old life 35 years before that, you know, like has gone and a new life had begun. But you know what? This is your reality today. This is our reality today. Now, like mum said this morning, you know, his mercies are new every morning. His goodness is new every morning. The benefits of the work of Jesus are new every morning. Amen? This is not this thing that just happened like that, that, that all those years ago when you gave your life to Jesus. It's new every morning. A new life begun the moment you woke up this morning. Isn't that good? That wasn't in my notes, but that was good. Verse 18, and it says, And all of this is a gift from God. Isn't that great? It's a gift. Someone say it's a gift. Who brought us back to himself through Christ. See, that's the work of Jesus. All right, so who knows this? The Father looks at you in your born-again state. See, that's, that's how he sees you. See, that old life doesn't see you that way. He sees you in your new life. The moment you, he, you gave your life to Jesus, he sees you as your born-again state. He looks at our spirit. Someone say our spirit. You see, this is what we need to understand is that we are a spirit first. We are a spirit first. And he looks at the renewed real us. You see, this, that, that, that born again spirit on the inside of us is the real us. That's how he sees you. Some say that's how he sees you. That's how he sees us. See, we've been recreated and made perfect in his sight by grace through faith. You're hearing some really good news this morning. I'll ask you this question again. Who needs this? See, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says this. It says we are three parts. And again, recapping some stuff because I know you would have heard this before. You don't have to be in this church for five minutes and you would have heard this stuff. But you know what? We are a spirit. This is what it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. We are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And you know what? That, that, that order there is significant. It's even pointing to the fact that we are a spirit first. We are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. We are a spirit first. So what that actually means is this. So again, you, again, you would have heard this before. We are spirit. We are a spirit first. This is the real us. Okay? 
This is the way that God sees us. And our soul is this. Our soul is our will and our emotions. And our body okay, our, 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 is, is what we see, the physical flesh. Okay, This is really deep here this morning. But those, those are the three things, spirit, soul, and body. All right, And so our response to the world and our circumstances need to come out of this place, our spirit. The true us, the real us, okay? The way that God sees us. Amen? So our born-again experience happens in our spirits. The work of the cross happens in our spirit. And when we're talking about our spirit, it's, it's, we're talking about our heart, right? It happens in our heart. See, what I'm talking about here and, and that, that love that, that God has for us and he wants us to experience is a love that happens on a heart level. It happens on the inside of us. But see, the work of the cross happens in our spirit and it's from that place that we're supposed to live. It's from that place that we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live out of this realm of this is who we are. The truth that is in us. The truth that is in us. Someone say, the truth that is in us. Come on. And again, so, so too often we, we, um, we live our life according to what we see is going on around us. You know, what, what's happening in our worlds. When we're meant to respond to the world from knowing who we are in Him. We're meant to respond to the world in a way that, that, that is, is, is coming out of the truth of, of who we are in Him. That new creation reality. It's from that place that we respond to the world. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. Who knows, sometimes that's a little bit hard. It's It's hard. It's hard to respond from that place sometimes because the stuff that goes on in our worlds and the stuff that's going on in our lives, you know, it, it, it can be consuming. Anyone agree? Come on. You know, it's easy for us to acknowledge that stuff that goes on you know, in, in our worlds and, and happens to our bodies and, and to our souls because, you know, they, 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 they can be um, engaged through our physical senses, right? But it's hard to grasp the existence of the spirit because we cannot, or it cannot be felt in a physical or tangible sense, okay? But this, this again... It, points to this need for us to understand spiritual things. We need to understand spiritual things so that we realize that we are a spirit. Amen? This is why this message is so important, that we're a spirit first. Let's have a look at John chapter 3. John chapter 3 verse 3. 
So when we understand spiritual things, we will, ha- we will have to, re- to, or to understand spiritual things, we have to realize that we're a spirit. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I'll read it again. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, I, you know, I just had a little chuckle when I read this because I was just trying to figure out like, what, what Nicodemus was actually thinking. Like, he said this, he said, How can a man be born when he is old? He's like speaking to Jesus. Does anyone find this question just a little bit like, come on, man. Like, seriously? This is just my head. He says, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Like, who would ask Jesus that question? (laughs) Has anyone ever thought about that this way? Anyway, Jesus is so gracious. He brings him straight back to the point. Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the, born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Someone say spirit. So our flesh, like our natural, the natural side of us and our spirit are not the same thing. What Jesus is saying. All right? They're not the same thing. Our spirit cannot be discerned in a physical way. Okay? So let me, let me explain it this way. Has anyone ever been asked the question, how are you today? <laughs> Most people should have probably been asked. You probably got to ask that question today as you walked in the room or in the building. How are you today? All right, so who knows that generally this question is answered in, in, you know, in response to how we're feeling. Is this, is this true? So remember, I'm trying to explain this, 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 this whole concept of our, you know, our spirit and our body are not the same thing. Okay? And to understand spiritual things, we have to realize that we're a spirit. Okay? So when we get asked this question, how are you today? We're generally responding from, you know, how we're feeling. You know, what's been going on the day before? How the children were when you're trying to get them ready to come to church? You know, your, your physical body, like you're sick, if you're feeling sick, you know, like symptoms that you might become. Generally, that's how we respond to a question like that. Would you agree? All right? Good. So as believers we should respond to this question a little bit differently. You know, because you might be like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. Oh, the kids was giving me a hard time this morning. Oh, feeling a bit crook. You know, like generally they're kind of like the ways that we respond to that, how are you today? Okay? But as believers, this question should be answered as if the question was this. All right? Because remember, what are we first? Okay. So the question should be answered as if the question was this, how is your spirit today? 
Are you with me? How is your spirit today? Someone say, how is your spirit today? Wouldn't it be cool you come into church and someone says, how is your spirit today? Are you with me? Is this okay? So if, if we answered this question, here's the difference. Remember, there's a difference between our physical body and our spirit. If we answered this question, the questions would be, wouldn't be like things like, oh, I'm feeling a bit sick. Oh, I'm so stressed because the kids were freaking me out. You know, like. The answers to the question would be a lot different if we answered the question to how is your spirit today? That would be things like this. I'm strong. Real simple. I'm full of faith. Is this okay? I'm healed and free from sickness. So the differences in responses. My relationships are amazing. Big difference in your, in, in your response. I'm going from faith to faith. Amen? Kids are full on. But I'm full of love, patience and peace. See the difference in the response? Because there's a difference between our physical bodies and our spirit. But our spirit is the true, real us. That's the way the Father sees us. You alright? Come on. And here's the thing. We need to realise that the spirit the spirit realm is a greater reality. It's a greater reality because it's the truth. It's the, the benefits of the work that Jesus did on the cross. It's a great reality because as Christians, we live by faith and not by sight, right? That's our reality. We live by faith and not by sight. Yet, see, circumstances and the things going on around me might not look that good, but you know what? I live by faith and not by sight. I'm not feeling real great today in my body, but you know what? I'm healed because I live by faith and not by sight. Amen? Come on. So when we get a revelation of this, that our spirits are actually a reflection of truth, change happens that affects our soul and affects our body. They come into line. With the truth. Amen? Remember that, 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 that scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, at the end it says this, it says, is complete wholeness. Alright? Is complete wholeness. The result in the end is complete wholeness, spirit, soul and body. So once that revelation comes, you know what? No. This is my truth. This is my truth. This is, this is the way that God sees me. He sees me whole. 
then the end result is this, complete wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. Good news? All right. So what do we do? Someone say, what do we do? Who wants this kind of shift in their life? Who wants, this, who wants a change? Anyone need a change in their life? Anyone need a breakthrough? We're going after breakthroughs this morning. Like Mum was saying, there was breakthrough in the atmosphere. By faith. So we've got to respond to those, those, those calls by faith. And Chloe was saying before, like you said before, if you might not feel like worshipping. There might be things going on, but enter in by faith. Respond out of the true you. Respond out of who you are. The, the work of the cross. The be- benefits of the work of the cross. Come on. Does anyone need a breakthrough? Then respond by faith. See, when we respond by faith, change comes from the spirit that's on the inside of us. From within. It comes from within. Amen? So what do we do? This is awesome. Mum was, was talking last week about, who remembers speaking about, about the word? If, if you, that's a very brief summary. <laughs> can't, go, can't go into all the details. However, she was speaking about the word. And you've been hearing a flavour of that coming across the last couple of weeks, like the importance of the word, getting into the word, sowing seeds of the word, all right? getting our, 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 our roots deep into the word. Anyone been hearing that? Come on, see, God's on it, right? God's on it. And so this, this is the key. This is the important part. We need to get our minds and our soul in line with what the Spirit of God says through his word. Amen. See, it's in his word that truth is revealed. Let's go with this. John chapter 6, verse 63. John chapter 6, verse 63. says, the spirit alone gives eternal life. The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words that I've spoken to you are spirit and life. Someone say spirit and life. See, the word is spirit and it is life. The word is spirit and it is life. You see, there is no life without the spirit. And you, you won't go to it, but in Genesis chapter seven, uh, 2, verse 7, it says this. It said, God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. He was talking when he, he breathed into Adam. He breathed into Adam the breath of life. And then, who likes looking up word meanings? This is cool. You get a kick out of this. You ready? The word for breath is pneuma in Hebrew. And that word actually means spirit. All right? Spirit means source of life that vitalizes humanity. Spirit means Source of life that vitalizes humanity. Isn't that cool? All right. So, looking at that scripture, Genesis 2 7, God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Numa 
means spirit. Spirit means source of life that vitalizes humanity. So God breathed the spirit of life into man. His spirit is the source of life that vitalizes humanity. All right, stay with me. John 6, 63 says this, The word is spirit and is, is life. Therefore, read it again, The word is spirit and it is life. Therefore, pulling all that together, His word is the source of life that vitalizes humanity. Did you catch that? His word. Remember? What does is, what is spirit mean? Or what does breath mean? Pneuma. What is pneuma? Spirit. What does spirit mean? The source of life that vitalizes humanity. John 6.63 says the word is spirit and it is life. So therefore his word is the source of life that vitalizes, vitalizes humanity. His word is life. We need his word. Proverbs 4 verse 22. Of 20, sorry, Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. See, we need his word. We need his word. It's our life source. He tells us this right through scripture. You know, it's the bread of life. Give us this day our daily bread. He's talking about the word. It is our life source. It vitalizes humanity. Come on. All right. I like this I like this little example. You ready? We need his word and it is our life source. Everyone grab your phone. You wouldn't hear that very often in church. Don't open up, don't open up um, Instagram or anything like that. And I could regret doing this. I might have people vacating to the bathroom in a second. But if you, have, oh, if you have got a camera, everyone got a camera on their phone? Okay, put the camera on and then swing the camera around to face yourself. Hopefully you've got a phone that can manage those tasks. If you don't, come and talk to me later. I need to sort you out. Okay. All right. So everyone have a little look? Like what you see? Absolutely. Come on. The image of God. Okay, no one's running out to the bathroom to fix up their makeup or anything like that, fix up their hair. All right, so you, you, I know you would have seen this example. I just wanted to play a little bit, have a little bit of fun with it. So when you're looking into your phone, what do you see? What do you see? See, most people will say, me. But you know what the truth is? You're actually only seeing a reflection of yourself. This is the same whenever you look into a mirror. Everyone, you've heard this example, right? The mirror example. When you look into a mirror, you're actually only seeing a reflection of yourself. When you're looking into your phone, 
you're only actually looking at a reflection of yourself because here's the, here's the actual reality of it. You've actually never seen your face. People around you have. But you actually haven't ever, ever in your life seen your face. You've only ever seen a reflection of your face or a photo of your face. Or what the, the camera's doing or, you know, you put little filters on it through Snapchat and put... You know, little funny glasses on and stuff. But you've only ever seen a reflection, right? Correct. Praise the Lord, we got there. Here's what the Word of God is to us. It's a spiritual mirror. It's a spiritual mirror. See... We need to be viewing our lives, ourselves, through this mirror, the mirror of the Word. See, seeing ourselves through it is the thing that, that, that will reveal to us who we actually are, what we actually look like, what we're actually meant to experience in our lives. You see, just like, just like you know, when we look into a mirror... You know, most people go to the mirror in the morning and they respond to what they see in the mirror accordingly. And they, and, and, and they do things according to what they see in the mirror. Oh, there's a hair there. You know, like we, we respond to what we see in the mirror. Just like we respond to what we see in a physical mirror, we need to respond to what we see in our spiritual mirrors. Amen. We need, to, we need to understand that that is our reality. The Word of God is our reality. There isn't a single thing in your life that you will go through that the Word of God hasn't got an answer to. If you need strength, there's Scripture. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. If you need peace, there's Scripture. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things, pray, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will fill you. Come on. It's all there. But see, we need to respond in our lives to what it says, what it's showing us. That's our reality. Amen? Come on. James 1.22 says, But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. How important this is. See, the word of God is life to us. It vitalizes humanity. But he who forgets, verse 25, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. See, when we use the word of God as a mirror, we never forget that we are a new creation. You'll never forget that you're a new creation. We will see ourselves the way the Father sees us. We'll see ourselves renewed and restored 
Amen? We will see, our, see, see ourselves the way that he, he made us. It's through his word that that, that that happens. Use his word as a mirror. Respond to what you see in the mirror. Be doers of the word. Be doers of what it says. See, his word is there to bring us life. Amen? His word is there to bring us life. Come on, I want to finish up now. Thank you, Jesus. You know that the truth is this, is that we're identical to what the word of God says. We're identical. What it says is who we are. Amen? A born-again self has love, joy, and peace. You know, we, we, we might have, you know, anger, you know, or, or different emotions to that going on, but that doesn't mean that we don't have love, joy, and peace. Amen? It doesn't mean that we don't have love, joy, and peace. Start responding to what you see in the mirror of the word. That's who you are. Someone say, that's who I am. am. Amen. Bless the Lord. We will finish there. That will do. I think you got enough out of that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now there's a difference between our bodies and our spirits. You know, read the account of Paul. You know, if you want, if you want to find a guy who who got it, man. Paul even you know described his body as the clothing of the spirit. He got it, man. He got it. You know, he even said that that his body, you know, of his body, that it's the tent, which is our earthly home. He got it. You know, and you look at the turmoil and the, and the the stuff that he that happened to him in his life. Like he he describes, you know, he was flogged, he was in jail, you know, he's, he's beaten. Like he went through all sorts of stuff, you know, and he describes that but as a light affliction. Because his focus was on his reality. And that's who he was in Jesus. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Where well, about we stand up? One new... Um, just through the person next to you, just, just put a hand on, on, on their shoulder. And just, just why don't you just begin to pray for one another? You know, and just as, a, I guess, a little disclaimer... What I've been sharing with you this this morning isn't isn't a um, you know denying that that negative things happen. Please understand that isn't it's not discounting that you know being in in this world we're going to face some difficulties. 
You know, but we're in this world, but not of this world. And that's what I've been talking about. There's a, there's a higher reality that we're, that we're meant to experience. And there's victory that we can, that, that's ours to take. There's victory in the Christian life. Amen? And the victory is realizing that this stuff that's going on isn't the real me. The real me is the one who I am in my born-again state. That's the real me. And it's acting and responding to that turmoil from that place by faith. So Father, as we we stand here this morning, Lord God, thank you for reminding us about who we are. Thank you for reminding us of what the benefits are through the work that you did for us on the cross. So Father, just pray right now, Lord, that if anyone is, is going through any of, the, any of the things that we've spoken about, Father, turmoil, anyone needs healing, anyone needs breakthrough in any area, Father God, I pray right now for that reality, Father God, that, that heavenly spiritual reality, Father God, to become their natural reality. If you need a job here this morning, that is your reality. If you need healing this morning, that is your reality. If you need breakthroughs in relationships, Father, in in relationships, then that is your reality. That is what you can expect. That's the benefit of the work. So receive it by faith here this morning. Receive it by faith here this morning. And I encourage you just to change your language around that stuff. Just over the next week or so and watch the breakthrough. Because the Bible says that when we declare a thing, it will be established for us. When we make proclamation and declaration, it will be established for us. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Bless the Lord.